And if you're a throat clearer, like I am, that's oh, a problem. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, because I have allergies to every food unknown to man, and I don't know which one it is. That's so, right. Yeah. I forgot about yeah. that. But some people are allergic to anger. We can talk about that. Everybody is allergic <laughs> to anger. That's true. Let's get started. Hi, everybody. How are you? Once again, welcome to Dear Anger. I'm Ed Krasnick, your co-host, my partner, Reedy Jane, coming along in just a minute. And let me just tell you that this is the show where we talk about our relationship to anger. And when you say that even, you don't really even know what you're talking about. Because people, anger is the most misunderstood uh, of all the emotions, feels very left out. Uh, and we need to pay a little bit of attention because it's the gateway to other emotions. And it has so much information in there for us that could really change our lives. And when I say our, I, I'm hoping me, you know. Now, I want to bring my partner to talk about this, but t today is a big day because we're going to talk about being grateful and we're going to talk about parents being angry or being angry with your kids because they're not grateful. My partner is actually uh, a leader in the field of resilience and the science of well-being. She actually studied these things. I did not. Uh, lucky we have her. She worked with the father of applied positive psychology, Marty Seligman, at the University of Pennsylvania. And she has a wonderful organization called GoZen.com, which teaches resilient skills, well-being, all kinds of important skills through creative play. It's a wonderful combination and uh, through animation. Very interesting, very effective, very helpful. And you should check it out at GoZen.com. But now it's time to get into Dear Anger with the great Rini Jane, who is the queen of serotonin. That's right. The queen of serotonin. That is my new title. Thank right. you, Ed. Well, you're welcome. Um, so you said, you know, you haven't studied it, but you have that you've done life study. Lots of life study. Yes, lots. Right? Yes. A constant my my life is a lab. Uh my 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 back is a bridge. Walk on me. <laughs> Sounds like a poem. <laughs> you're a poet and you don't know it. You know what? Ed is a lifelong learner. He has learned about all different modes of therapy and self-help. And he goes deep. He goes to workshops. He goes out and meets people. And then he performs. He takes what he has learned and he turns it into performances. So you're always introducing me, but we need to let the world know that you take this and you make it entertaining, which I think is so incredibly unique. And we thank you guys for listening to us. And for getting some entertainment, whoever thought they would be entertained by anger? Did anyone? Yes, I think we are entertained by anger. It's called uh, reality TV. <laughs> um, but but here, this is what we love. Even it goes way back before that. We love to watch conflict. We love to watch anger, but we don't understand it. Oh, we don't like to be on the receiving end of it. We don't mind being the bystander, right? We don't want to be on the receiving end and we don't like to be on the giving end either. Yeah, we don't think that it hasn't that it has any any information or any meaning or any that there's anything under there that could be helpful. And that's what that's kind of, you know, what this show is about. I mean, in a way, right? Absolutely. In, in a way. We, <laughs> in a very direct way. Yeah, okay. 
I think if we look back at history, uh, you know, we look at any major change or paradigm shift that has happened, there's been anger involved. There's been anger involved in any kind of positive revolution. There was a lot of anger involved when it came to the civil rights movement, right? Spurred by anger into positive change. And so anger can facilitate change. It can help us be assertive and speak up, maintain our boundaries. It can help motivate us. So there are a lot of actually good things when we learn to harness the power of anger. Yeah, you say the civil rights movement and social change. And then there's also the other side of it, which is reactivity. And so much of anger is not having a relationship with your anger. So you're not saying dear anger, you're saying I'm ignoring anger and now I'm going to react in other ways, which I think is every war. Absolutely. So we're not here to say, yes, the way that we react to anger is productive and it's good. And, you know, the hitting, the fighting, the punching, the violence, none of that is condoned on the show, Dear Anger. That's not what we're talking about. We're talking about the steps before that. We're talking about what leads up to that and how to transform that. And that's all about transforming our relationship with anger. So today, you know, when you introduced the show, Ed, you were talking about gratitude or lack of gratitude. Ugh, that really gets under our skin as parents. You're not being grateful. I know when I was growing up, you know, it's really funny because my parents are Indian immigrants. They came here in the in the late 60s to the US. And I must have heard a million times, there are kids all around the world. And for, in particular, they wouldn't say there are kids in India who are starving. They would often say there are kids in Africa who are starving. I'm like, there are kids in every part of the world that are starving. But for some reason, that was the country of choice that my parents would allude to. Somehow, if I felt disappointed about something. There was always a child in Africa that was somehow brought in to shame me about my feelings. Do you know what I'm talking about? <laughs> yeah, they shame you. They shame you because how dare you? And then, of course, you feel, how, how do you feel about yourself? I mean, you feel shamed, right? You feel like, wow, what? And it, there's a lot of messages here. There's a lot of messages here about you as a person. I think when you're a little kid, you take these things on. You're like, wow, maybe I'm not such a good person after all. Oh my goodness. There was this Wonder Woman was a big thing when I was growing up. And she flew in an invisible plane. And Mattel, which is, you know, the toy company, used to sell this plastic plane, <laughs> basically, that was supposed to be the invisible Wonder Woman plane. And I wanted this thing so desperately. So for one birthday, my parents got me this plastic invisible plane. And within two minutes of opening it, my brother destroyed it. Okay. I don't know, call it jealousy, call it butterfingers, whatever the situation was. He picked it up and he bashed it on the ground into a thousand pieces. <laughs> and he's like, who cares? It's supposed to be invisible anyway. <laughs> that's what happens when you when you create an invisible plane. Yeah. That's what happens. So I got so angry and I started to I started to shout and to scream. And to cry it was a combination of things going on, right? It was like pure shock and then anger and rage, really. And I remember my mom seeing this and at first understanding, of course, she just got it for me. 
And, you know, I was, <laughs> was really, really upset. But then, I don't know, within a few minutes, I think she looked all around of all the things that she did for my birthday and baking the cake and getting everything ready and inviting people over. And then all of a sudden, I got the lecture. It was like, you have to be grateful <laughs> for what you have. And I'm sure there was something about a child in Africa said, and I just felt terrible. Wow, wow. That's a vivid that's a vivid story and I think something a lot of people can can relate to. Now you mentioned something interesting. First of all, your brother, he should feel awful to this day. In fact, if he's listening to this, you broke her plane, man. Come on. Let's let's figure that out for a few minutes. What's going on with you? Now, no. Um but you mentioned some you mentioned the word disappointment. And I don't hear that as a word a lot that people use, just like anger. I don't think there's a relationship to disappointment. I don't think you have a right to be disappointed in today's world, right? I think that is such a good point, especially when we're talking about kids and we're talking about gratitude. Is it lack of gratitude that our kids are expressing or are they just really feeling disappointed about something? I didn't get this for my birthday, or I wanted this for dinner instead of this, or whatever, whatever the thing is that they're bringing up. They're disappointed. I think that's such a good point, Ed. It is literally a mindset shift, right? We're expecting that they're having perspective and they're stepping into gratitude, but really, don't they have the right to feel disappointed about something? Well, disappointment is an interesting one because... You think of like, well, what do I say when somebody's disappointed? Like disappointment is, there's not a lot to say except you really are disappointed. You, it seems like you feel disappointed. You, this is the ultimate validation thing. This is the thing that you can't do anything with but validate. Because disappointment is just something that you feel. It's not like maybe you should be less disappointed. You know, you, it, you just, it really, it, this would be the teaching tool would be like, if you want to learn how to validate somebody's feelings, start with disappointment <laughs> because, because you can't do anything with it. But let's take a moment and be self-aware when our kids come to us, six, seven, eight, nine, ten 10 year olds come to us and they're saying that they're really upset because they didn't get something. They might not be using the word disappointed but they're feeling disappointed. And we very, very quickly shift to, oh my goodness, I expect you to appreciate what you have, be grateful for what you have, and to care about you know more viewpoints than your own. And I have to say, developmentally, it's not reasonable for us to expect that. That gratitude is not something that you are born into the world with. It is a learned skill. Plus, it's this is the ultimate denial of the feeling. You, what are you telling somebody as a parent when they have this kind of reaction? You're saying you're not supposed to feel that way. This is wrong. You're not supposed to feel. There's something wrong with you that you're feeling disappointment. There's something wrong with you that you're feeling angry about this thing that you didn't get. So you're not a good person. It's not, it has nothing to do with the feeling. It's you, a good person wouldn't feel this way. That, those are the messages that you pick up. Absolutely. We have to allow our kids 
to feel disappointed. And we also simultaneously can build their muscle of gratitude. I'm just going to underline this again. Kids aren't born grateful and recognizing that all these people are going out of their way, you know, to make their life great. It's not a natural behavior for kids. It's learned. So allowing for the disappointment and simultaneously working on that muscle of gratitude is really what we need to do. And so focus on the feeling of disappointment. I think this might be a good time to sort of play one of our role plays. What do you think? I'm disappointed. Let's get ready, people. Quiet on the set. I said quiet. Mom, mom, mom. Oh, I need a pack of Pokemon cards. Please. I need a pack right now. Sorry, kiddo. We can't go to the store right now. And also, we're only buying those how often? I know, I know. Once in a blue moon or whatever. But mom, I really feel lucky. And I'm going for a gold Pikachu card. And I just need one more pack to see if it's there. You don't get it. Please. You just got a pack. Remember? Last week. That was last week. I need one now. You are so ungrateful. You have no idea what it's like to work to buy things. Go get a job. I'm only nine. Exactly. By nine, you should start to understand the value of things. You're being extremely ungrateful. You're acting so spoiled. Sorry, but I am grateful. Thank you for all the stuff. Now, please, please, can I have a pack? No. I hate you. You don't deserve anything. I'm donating every card you have. You're the worst mom ever. Cut, cut, cut. That didn't work. Hmm. Wow, that's really, you know, I feel really badly for both people. I really do. And it's amazing how often this scene plays out, right? Yeah, you know, she's not the worst mom ever. We can all, as parents or educators or humans, have compassion for the mom in that scene who really seems to be working hard and trying to, you know, give her kids a what she considers to be a good life and get things for them once in a while. And from her perspective, it's lack of gratitude, right? And clearly from the perspective of the kid who's so excited by possibly getting a gold Pikachu card, <laughs> mm-hmm. it's just disappointment. It's, it's very simple for them. They want this thing they're excited about. They're coming to their parents asking for it, not thinking that this is going to set off alarms about not being grateful, right? This is just, I'm excited about this and I really want this. And then, okay, I'm told no, and now I'm feeling disappointed. And that's literally what's going on in the world of this child. And we need to be able to hold the boundaries and say, sorry, we're not getting that now. And I get that you're disappointed. So what we're doing, like what I hear in that scene where we might be able to make a shift is instead of telling our kids how to feel, we do it all the time. And trust me, you know, when I'm not talking about this, I'm sure I'm doing it at home to my kids from time to time, telling them how to feel because we're so frustrated. We need to guide them and help them notice how they're feeling. And that is how we help them transform, you know, things like, I notice you're really disappointed. Help them notice what they are experiencing. 
Because what we know is telling them how to feel, that doesn't work. Well, here's the, this is the, this is the big, the big issue with that. How are you going to guide your kids when this is not something that you do for yourself? How are you going to guide your kids through these emotions when this is how you talk to yourself in your own head? So this is self-parenting. You want to teach kids about being grateful. If I wanted to teach somebody about being grateful, show them what it's like to be grateful, to actually feel grateful and to have that in your life. Model it so they can see it so that when the Pikachu card comes, it's not like a foreign, it's not like a foreign experience that like either I get this or I'm going to be ang- I'm going to feel very angry about it. I think that's so right on the money. We need to model both gratitude and disappointment, right? Right. How we navigate through disappointment and how we navigate through big feelings. I think we need to model both of them and really allow the space to feel. That is basically what this show is all about. And one of the most difficult feelings to allow space for is anger. Again, because we've been conditioned from every part of society, within our families, everything we've ever heard to just get rid of it. But things like anger, things like disappointment, these feelings that we tend to swallow are the ones that we really, really need to intimately get to know. It's a great, it's a, it's such a great point. And it's, it's what sits under a lot of, a lot of anger. And that's what's so, why it's so great to explore that particular thing. But I feel like disappointment is like a huge thing that we don't know what to do with that state. And you really, it's just like anger. You really feel like there's something wrong with you if you have this, if you're experiencing this. You're not, a, as an adult, you're not evolved. Like you should be more evolved. How can you feel disappointment? You don't have a right to feel disappointment. And, and you don't have a right to feel disappointment and, and have it be not only okay, but transitory. It's like, like it's okay to be disappointed now. It's going to pass. And why can't we sit with that, right? I think that as long as you're not driving, you can do this exercise where you put your left hand up and then put your right hand up, put them together, sort of like in a prayer position, right? So your left hand represents your expectation and your right hand represents reality. So the left hand in the scenario we heard is the expectation I'm going to buy a pack of Pokemon cards. And the right hand is the reality that you're not going to buy a pack. Now create a space, move your hands apart and create a space between the expectation and the reality. And what's in between are feelings. And for this child, the feeling is disappointment. And frankly, it's the same feeling for the parent. They're disappointed that their child is not able to sit in gratitude. And I think what we need to do really is to sit in that space and allowing ourselves to sit in that space of disappointment and letting our kids do it is what is going to allow them to be more flexible, be more resilient, be more emotionally agile in the future. If we try to close that space up immediately, they don't know how to go through it. You know, Thich Nhat Hanh used to talk about this all the time of like the idea of, of giving space, space around. And I know all the, the teachers talk about that. 
teach kids about how to give space around their feelings. It really is like an incredibly simple, powerful exercise that you can do. And you can talk about yourself with your kids, you know, talk about something that happened at work. This is what I expected to happen. Last week, I expected to meet with Ed so that we could record our show, Dear Anger, together. But the reality was I was under the weather and that was disappointing, you know. So here's the space that was there was a difference between my expectation, the reality of what happened and in between were my feelings of disappointment and sadness and eagerness to record again. You know, I had all of these different feelings. So you can model this little exercise for your kids. So should we hear uh, uh, an after of the role play and love, see what the mom actually was able to do? Yeah, it'd be interesting. I'd love to hear an after. Mom, mom, mom. Oh, I need a pack of Pokemon cards. Please, I need a pack right now. You just got a pack. Remember? Last week. That was last week. I need one now. Wow. This is really hard for you. You're not going to get another pack now, and it's understandable if you feel disappointed. Yeah, I'm disappointed because everyone else gets tons of cards whenever they want. They get them every day. I see. That is, that, yeah, that's tough to see your other friends get cards and you have to wait. It's the worst. So just buy me a pack. What if I use my save money? I have some. That money is for you to save, remember? Look, I know you're disappointed, and I'm here if you want to tell me more about that. No, I don't want to talk about how unfair you are. Not now. I understand. I'm still here, and I love you. How many times have have I said that in my life? I'm still here and I love you. I mean, I've said that in different ways. That's a real powerful statement to be able to remind somebody that no matter what you're feeling, one, I'm still here, two, I still love you. If you knew those things, you might have a different approach to all your feelings. Oh, my goodness. We talk about the temporary nature of feelings and the fact that they they go through you, they send a message, and then they leave. And the ability for the mom to stand strong and say, listen, I, no matter what, no matter what you feel, no matter what you say, that's basically what she's saying. I love you and I'm here no matter what. And I think that that presence is the ultimate driver of resilience for our kids to know, listen, I'm here for, I'm here for you. I am a container for this experience that you're having, even when you're you know, taking shots at me which is where oftentimes we fall apart when our kids are like, I hate you and you're the worst. And, you know, they're saying things that they don't mean. So that what was that is what was so powerful for me in this particular role play that the mom was like, I'm here for you no matter what. I, you know, I can tolerate your disappointment. You're having those big feelings that are hard for you to tolerate. Don't worry, I can tolerate them. Yeah, tolerate is a, is a big one that, you know, we say allow or tolerate or, you know, whatever it is. But I really have never, I don't think I've ever heard before the connection between disappointment and gratitude. And that, to me, would be a very interesting subject to explore. Because when you think gratitude, you think you should be at a better place. Whatever place you're at right now is not a good place to be. 
so you're not good. And that message is that message. That message is very is a very uh, powerful message, and we get it constantly. We get it constantly. We give it constantly. Listen, these are the approved emotions, you know, happiness, gratitude, joy, cheer, savoring, things like that. And these are the emotions you're not allowed to have. Anger, guilt, sadness, anxiety. These are the things that we really don't want to see because they make us so uncomfortable as parents. And it's hard for us, you know, it's hard for us to sit with our own big emotions but this is what the show is all about. It is a rekindling with our feelings. It is a reorientation for us to just approach it in a different way and really flip the script for our kids and create a shift in the way that we relate, especially to anger. All of these things are really, uh, they're really interesting. If I could do any one of them, I'd be three feet taller. I wouldn't have the posture I have. I wouldn't be weighed down by it. I'd be tall and walking tall. Well, we are all a work in progress. So this week, we would like you guys to try. Your call to action here is to try the exercise we did with a hand. Your left hand is expectation. Your right hand is the reality. And then spread them apart. And in between are all those feelings. See if you can show that to your kids. I love it. I, I absolutely am gonna I'm gonna practice that right now, right after we right after we we uh, say goodbye, which is like right now, right? We're we're wrapping this up. But Rini, you know, where do they uh, where do they find us and why do I ask that question every week? <laughs> it's a great question. You guys can go to bit.ly B-I-T dot L Y forward slash dear anger. And that is going to take you to everything you need to know about the show. And if you like what you hear, we really appreciate your positive ratings on iTunes and Google Play and Spotify, wherever you listen to this podcast. It helps us reach more people. Thank you. Otherwise, we're going to have to live with disappointment and we don't want to do that. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for listening. I'm Ed Krasnick. I'm Rini Jane. We'll see you next time. Bye, guys.